With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. everyone and uh, welcome back once more. We're continuing our journey of the energy. This week we're looking looking at stress. What's some of the symptoms of it and what does burnout look like? You may already be in that place. We're going to create a baseline and then further down the road, further down the pathway, we'll look at all the various options and ways that we can enhance zest energy within ourselves, within our workplace, within our home life. But I'd like to explore a bit about about luck (laughs) and not to leave luck to chance. So it's all about doing what we're doing just now, looking at what, what are our options starting our journey. It's a bit about doing the planning, doing the stuff, doing the business, then we we can create this wonderful future that we have an opportunity to follow. From an objective standpoint, I've generally been physic- physically weaker and a less competent climber than many others and no one no one believed I could do what I've done no one could believe that I've had the opportunity to travel globally when I was a wee youngster they used to laugh at me oh you've got puny wee arms Jim <laughs> you can't lift anything with all the the comments I've had but what I would say is that um, <laughs> many even continued uh, to doubt that I had the capability to to go to go into the fire service. I did to be a, a firefighter, and then to travel globally. I've I've really had two advantages over others with with dreams of travelling, as I mentioned before about climbing uh, Everest, circumnavigating the, the world as well was another dream that I had, is that um, I try hard and I've been 
particularly good at preparation. That's why I'm, I'm suggesting to you, do the baseline, see where you are, set your compass and really get going at it. So what I say is I, I've been a little bit better than planning and that than many others. In that sense, I've, I've had it an easier, easier en route. What I've lacked in terms of muscle and native wit, I've tried to make up by not standing about, standing about my hands in my pockets, standing on my hands. <laughs> There's the old classic is, victory awaits him or her who has everything in order. That is called good luck. There was a, <laughs> a book written many years ago about luck and the key premise to that book was preparation, preparation, preparation and opportunity. For those who have neglected to the necessary measures and time, failure is an absolute certainty that's called bad luck. These words come from Roald Amston and his account, he, he became the first in history to reach the South Pole. Bold words, you may say, accurate nonetheless. Amundsen only trusted his dog and his men, while his competitors, who were less experienced and confident, were hedging their bets, using a combination of horses, motorized vehicles, dogs and man-hauling. How the day will turn out can be well and truly decided even before you leave the tent in the morning and probably before the ex, ex expedition was ever begun. And it was said, if you make it, people will think you are lucky with the weather. Was, uh, was what was said to him. I believe that luck, or being lucky, isn't about being more intelligent than other people, or having special physical prowess. Luck, for me, is about how we behave, what we think and feel. Of course, it is possible to have pure luck to the extent that that you can attain something almost as a result of chance. <laughs> Ringo Starr was a cool guy and a good drummer in the right place at the right time, for example. There's the story of a lottery winner who'd chosen the number 48 because for seven nights on the trot he dreamed of the number seven. And of course, seven times seven is 48, isn't it? <laughs> But that's the number he gambled on. That's a big difference between the kind of luck one has once in a while and the more systematic luck. It's the latter I'm suggesting that we look at. Because it's definitely possible to argue that not only Ron Amazon but countless others like him were blessed with something resembling good luck. In the same way you could argue that great sailors had luck with the wind. If we consider some of the global successes, photography, 
in penicillin, the artificial production of nitrogen, and the contraceptive pill. They're all seemingly the result of chance. Ideally, I we should be prepared for every eventuality. But it's difficult to imagine that being possible. You could plan yourself to death. Conditions change. And your ability to respond to them is dependent on the time available to you along the way. Unforeseen and awkward circumstances will always come around, but the aim must be to limit them. If we're to be successful in this respect, the chances are I'll have enough energy, that's what we're looking for, energy resources to solve the challenges that you haven't bargained for when they arise. For me, thinking positively is part of my preparations. I have a small but decisive bit of lore I think is could be self-taught. Taught. <laughs> I've simply made up my mind not to think negatively about something once I've started it. This is something I'm going for with heart and head until it's proved undoable. This supplies as much to big things as to small ones. There are plenty of good reasons for, for swearing on expeditions that I've been involved in. But doing, doing that can all too easily encourage a negative frame of mind. Sometimes I think we spend far too little time preparing for important decisions in life, and yet we waste time in sweating the small ones. So, let's start off. Let's get a baseline just now. Let's get the preparation going. This week, we'll look at stress within our workplace. Next week, within life in general. Moving on from there, we'll look at the various options that we have to enhance, get this zest, get this energy flowing within ourselves and within our communities. Let's explore the symptoms of stress. I'm sure that many of the, the examples, many of the things that I'm going to talk about you may have experienced them, or you may know of others that have experienced them. When we feel stress, a predicament tends to be reflected in certain physiological and psychological symptoms. Its significance we may not fully understand. These are normal signs that we should revalue our priorities. Our body, state of mind, is telling us that something in our lives needs to change. Here are some of the telltale signs. Loneliness. We may feel isolated from friends and family. Have a lasting sense of being lonely in a crowd. Insecurity. We may suddenly feel shy or exposed around people who are usually filled with confidence or we may believe they're always been judged or criticised. 
loss of concentration and memory. We may find it hard to recall recent conversations or promises, often feeling confused, so that understanding or retaining information can be very difficult. Not answering the telephone. We could lack interest in others and fight off their concern. Fatigue and sleeping difficulties. Although we may feel constantly tired, we could also find it impossible to get to sleep. The brain, boom, the brain, the brain, the brain of your life, the brain just running away with itself. Tears and mood swings. One of the most common symptoms is that we cry easily. We may also be prone to mood swings, bouts of exhilaration, alternating with dejection. Impatience. We could find ourselves flying off the handle at any moment for trivial reasons. We may snap at people too quick to assume they're accusing us. Restlessness. We could have difficulty sitting still over short periods of time. And we may fidget with our hands, twiddling our thumbs, playing with the rings on our fingers. Obsessive working. Treating work as a refuge can be a stress symptom. Although stress can also man itself as absenteeism. Compulsions. We may find it difficult to avoid overeating, drinking, smoking, buying clothes. At the same time, our routines will become more rigid. We'll find it harder to do anything new. Loss of appetite. Food doesn't interest us anymore. Either we don't eat or we overconsume junk food or whatever's in the store cupboard or fridge. Fear of silence. Silence may cause us discomfort. So we overtalk when other people or leave on the radio or television when alone. Conversely, we can be intolerant of noise, appearance, obsessiveness. We may become excessively focused on our looks, exercising and dieting compulsively. Be aware of the dangers within the workplace. There's increasingly evidence of people working longer hours, putting health and family relations at risk. And this working from home, initially everyone thought this was great. But what we've found, or what the research has found, people are working longer and longer hours and feeling very lonely. Pressures to compete and the ever-increasing demands of customers, as well as the need to hang on to a job, are forcing people to spend more and more of their time working. Stress does have its benefits. Too much can cause errors of judgment, mistakes, accidents and damage to health. Some people are more vulnerable to stress from overwork than others. It has been intimated there's two types of, of managers. Type A, who, thus striving on stress, are vulnerable to its effects. And a type B, who rarely let events disturb them. Not only are the type A managers and team leaders, but type A organisations as well. Let's look at type A. 
people and organisations. Try to do more and faster. Concern with speed, performance, productivity. Tend to be aggressive, impatient, intolerant, hard driving, always hurried. Preoccupied with time. Start early, finish late. Strong competitive tendency. Always wanted to succeed. And more likely to have heart attacks. <laughs> I know it well. Type B. Easy going. Taking difficulties in their stride. Spend time and what what they're doing. Rarely harassed. Take time to ponder alternatives. Usually feel plenty of time. Manana. Not as preoccupied with time. And again, less prone to heart attack. Let's now look at the five stages of burnout. The work-stress connection. The honeymoon period of burnout. Excitement, the sense of proving yourself, building coping habits and a challenge. What we need to do there is balance energy that adrenaline need. Stage two, fuel sh- shortage, tired, sorry for oneself, torn between home and work, need rest and recuperation, irritable, pushing too hard. Our <laughs> means, our resolution for that is understanding the difference between rest and relaxation and provide for both. Symptom stage, sleep disturbed, frustrated, illness like skin trouble, facial, back pain, depressions, accidents. We recommend tell someone about your cutback plan, reduce the load down. Crisis stage, critical symptoms, self-doubt, obsessions, visible depression, escapist thoughts. And this is reverse. Reversal is difficult of this without support. We'd recommend don't use chemical relief for stress, only for organic complaints. Use diet, exercise, relief from work. And number five, the, the fifth stage of burnout, hitting a wall, loss of life control, crippling pain, substance abuse, mental breakdown. So, I've done that, I've hit it, I ended off, I hit the wall with something called chronic fatigue syndrome, myalgic encephalomyelitis. Wow, tough. And it took me nearly 20 years to overcome, so that's why I'm here explaining. Get the baseline. And once I come through the other side, I've say I've travelled the whole world, from Arctic Circle right down to Australia. Now, you'll find there's a link down below to a 15-point work stress test. And there's questions and various responses. At the end of it, there's a score test. So, have a look at that and see. See where you find yourself. And from there, we'll move forward. Next week, we'll look at it within our life. Our life as well. We'll do a life stress test. Then we'll move forward into all the strategies to allow us to dream dare and dazzled in this fantastic world. Goodbye now.